Welcome to Law of Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Graham. In today's episode, we have a very special guest who shares knowledge on what it's like to get started in the real estate business. Now, before we get started with the episode, I encourage all my listeners to subscribe to my podcast and leave feedback. I appreciate you all for listening and hope you enjoy the episode. All right, man. So, yo, listen, we got a special guest on the show today. This is a real person that I, I really, really uh, respect and admire. Right, I want man. you to do the honors of introducing yourself. My name is Xavier Miller, and I'm a real estate investor, real estate consultant. I'm the host of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, and I'm the CEO of Park Hill Capital and the Park Hill Capital Foundation. Listen, man, I've, I've booked a consultation with you guys before, man. Just... Uh, for one, man, just to really get some insight on the real estate business. But two, uh, because I really love what y'all doing. You know, um, I love what y'all doing. I'm a fan of what y'all doing. I never want to, you know, miss an opportunity to show you guys love um, because I see you doing big things. So before we get into the real estate part, let's let's take it back to, you know, because you was in the military or the Army, right? I was in the uh, Air Force. Air Force, oh, the Air Force, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what would that explain? Like, what, what, what led you to being in the Air Force? Okay, so my what led me to it was my brother. I got an older brother, right? And we from Chicago, but my older brother he joined the Navy in twenty. I want to say 2010, 20, I think it was two thousand ten. He joined the Navy, so uh, he, he moved to Florida. So after I graduated high school, I moved down there with him for about like close to a year. And at the time, I wasn't really sure, like, what I wanted to do in my future. I was, like, I was, what, 18, 19, just kind of, like, taking it day by day, working jobs and stuff. But I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. And then my brother he used to always tell me, like, hey, he's like, if you think about joining the military, he's like, don't join the Navy, don't join the Army, don't join none of that shit. He's like, go to the Air Force. He's like, trust me. He's like, when I be out, when we be out on the boats, wherever we go, he's like, well, they get treated like five-star. So that was always in the back of my head. So after I moved from Florida, I moved back to Chicago when I was with my parents. And then I was with them probably for about like a year. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of being here, bro. I'm tired of being in Chicago, working these jobs. I'm about to go to the military. So I signed up. I went in October of 2013. And the experience was cool, man. It was dope. Like the, it, for anybody that's been in the Air Force, they can relate to what I'm saying. It's real. The Air Force, like, they got a joke. They call it the Chair Force because they say they don't really do nothing. And, <laughs> and, like, a lot of that is kind of true. Like, the Air Force is real laid back, real chill. Like, I deployed once. I went overseas to Qatar. And other than that, but it, it was, like, real chill, cool experience. Like, it, it taught me a lot because when I went in, I was, like, just turning 20. So I was still super young. And I was on my, like, really, really on my own at this point. So it, and it taught me a whole lot. It matured me a lot. And then I, I did that. I was in there for five years. And then I got out. That's what I started doing real estate before, like, before I got out, though. But it was just gearing up because I always knew, like, I was going to do that long term. I knew I was going to use the military as a stepping stone to just do other things. Yo, that's – and what you just said is very important because that's one thing I try to talk to people about is um, using – you know, wherever you making money, wherever you having some success at, to leverage, you know, yeah. your own business or leverage whatever your own investments. Uh, yeah. So you already you already knew years ahead, like this is what I'm gonna be doing. It just took a matter of going through the process of, you know, creating the capital and, and creating the stability to, yeah. to go in that route, which is which is dope. Um, yeah. So when you when you finish the Air Force, because you, you you don't live in Chicago now, correct? No, I live in California. 
So when you finished the Air Force, did you move directly to California? Or did you no, go was, back home? I was when I was in the uh, Air Force. I was I, I was in California. So when you I was got in California. Out, yeah, when I got out, I just stayed here. You stayed there, yeah. man. So that was that. So it was a kind of easy transition. You was already felt, you know, felt kind of home in a sense when yeah, you finished uh, it. Because I was I was here for five years, so it was like I'm I, I'm not going back to Chicago. And now my like my uh, my parents retired and they moved to Florida to be closer with my brother and niece and nephew and my little brother. He's there with them as well. So I'm like, I ain't going to Florida either because I don't really want to live in Florida. I lived there before. I don't want to live there again. So I'm like, I'm just we gonna stay in Cali. So we stay, yeah. Yeah. So so I know you already like planned on getting into the real estate, but was it like a moment that really pushed you? You know, because I know everybody kind of you know might have a moment that they either overcome or a moment that like, you know what, I, I gotta do this. Like was was there a moment that happened where it just clicked like, man, this is the time to do it now? Right. Well, I would, I would say this, it wasn't a moment where it was like, I need to do real estate, but it was a moment I had where like, I knew I needed to get my stuff together financially. And that was in 2016 before I deployed. And so like how the military work is like deployments typically, you don't you don't really know when you deploying. It's like out the blue for real. Like you just at work one day, somebody come to you and be like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." All right, you've been assigned to go here, and then the, the time till you leave, it's all depending. Like sometimes it's a month, sometimes it could be six months. But they be like, "All right, you leaving?" So it happened to me. So they came to me. They was like, "Yeah, you got six months," and I'm like heated. I'm like, "Man, I ain't trying to do that shit, man. I'm gonna like, go to the Middle East, man. It's hot." I'm like, I wasn't feeling it at all, bro. I'm like, oh man. But before you do that, they think you take these classes, and in these classes, you got to create wheels. It's like, Eric, it's the military, you're going overseas, just in case anything happened, you die crazy, you, you need to create a wheel before you go. So I remember I was making my wheel, bro, I'll never forget this, bro. I was making my wheel, right? And uh, I remember the gate, they were like, we was writing stuff down and stuff. And I remember, like, in the beginning, I just stopped. I'm just I'm looking around, because I'm, I'm looking to see, like, what everybody else doing? Like, what they writing? Like, I'm, I'm, and, then, cause I, and I'm like, damn, it clicked. I was like, damn, bro, I ain't got shit. Like, I, I remember like it was yesterday, bro. I'm like, I, at the time I had I had my Xbox. I had a watch that my girl bought me. It was like a $250, $300 watch a girl bought me. I had like 10 pairs of Jordans. And I had like a little amount, little money in my savings account. And I was just like, damn. Like, that was the first time in like, I ain't never had no moment like that before where I really thought, like, damn, like, if I die, I'm, I was thinking, like, if I die, I pretty much been living for no reason, like, what I've been mm -hmm. doing. And in that moment, I was like, I felt I felt bad, because I was still, I was with my girl at the time. We, this is the early stages of our relationship. So I'm like, damn, as a dude, I feel like, shit, like, if something happened to me, I ain't got nothing for her. I'm like, man, that's corny. So I'm like, all right, I ain't gonna never be in this situation again. So I deployed a couple months later. And then during my deployment, I saved up all the money. I was there for like seven months. And I say, I ain't spent nothing, bro. I saved everything. I, I came back home with like 25000 And then I came, I came back home. And well, when I came, I came back home like the middle of 2017. And I ain't looked back since. Man, that's, 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 that's so dope, man. Because um, I know about, you know, the discipline it took to, to save the money, you know. I know people talk about, like, when you oversee the things like that, it's a little easier. But still, that's, that's difficult. That's, that's difficult to, you know, because we all have families. We all have loved ones that might need this or that. So the discipline to still be able to do that and not, you know, give money here or pay for this or do this. 
to be able to stay on track. Like, man, listen, I got a plan. And you probably even thinking like how I thought was, I got a plan. If you allow me to save this and do this now, it'd be beneficial for y'all in the long run. Just, just give me that space. Yeah, and, right, bro. Yeah, I, I know that discipline, man. I know how it was. I know, and it was more like, cause I, I always say this, I'm lucky enough, I'm blessed enough to where like, I, my family, they never asked me for like money, like never, like never, bro. So I'm blessed enough and like my family not rich enough, but they just are all right to the point where they don't need to hit me. Or if they do, maybe I just don't know. And they don't, you know what I'm saying? But they never, they never ask me for money. So I always tell people like, I'm blessed to be here. Like, cause I know a lot of people that's doing well financially, they family, like all, they, they can be sometimes like a burden financially because they always need stuff and stuff like that. But yeah, I was blessed to uh to pretty much be in that situation. But the main thing for me was like telling my girl, like we ain't doing nothing these next six months. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get right. And like, it's another situation I'm lucky enough for my girl that was, she was understanding and she was with it too. Like I used to send her, when I, bro, when I was getting paid, I was sending her the money. I was, I was literally sending her the money every week and saying, put this up, put some of this in our safe, put some of this in the account. And I came home, all the money was there, bro. Like she was, <laughs> like she was, she didn't spend nothing. Yo, and that that's a that's a testament to, uh, you know, to the you know the foundation that you guys have set together. You know, like you being, you know, stand up doing and somebody who had a vision and was amazing, but her having it too and being able to share it with you is amazing. And I think that's like, that's something that I see from you when you, you know, you talk about, you know, how important your woman was and stuff like that too. Well, not was, but are, right. you know, it is to you. Um, I love that, you know, because I think as, you know, us being young black men, you know, I think a lot of us sometimes grow up under the wrong things, like, you know, women this, or, you know, kind of put them down. But as I became a man, I realized how much, you know, we was really taught a lot of wrong stuff and how, how amazing these women really can be Right. Especially when you work together as a team, you know. So that's one thing that I always, you know, salute you when I see that. And I know what it's, you know, I know what it's like. Like someone that I used to be with, uh, we was like that. And I've maintained that even though we split, I maintain that same mindset when I, you know, when I date a woman now, you know, it is, you know, making sure that, you know, we are on the same page, we have the same goals and, you know, it aligns because, you know, who you you know end up making a significant other in the in the in your journey is important. <laughs> it can make or break that empire you're trying to build. Right, it's gonna make it, man, man, bro. I know from experience, from like just from when I was deployed, like the people I was with, a lot of like the guys I worked with and stuff, their situation was like the complete opposite of mine. You know what I'm saying? That girl was probably like always needing stuff or buying stuff. So by the time we went home, I know people that was going home, which was like five grand, two grand. I'm like, bro, we've been here for seven months, and that's all you got to leave with? Like, I made sure, like, when I leave here, bro, I'm going to make it worthwhile. Make it, like, okay, yeah. it was worth it. But that just goes to show you, like you said, like, your significant other, it could either be, it could be a make you or break you for real. Like, so you can't, like, you you got to you gotta truly value that position and value that person when you're willing. Without a doubt, man. So, so take me to your, your first investment property you know um because i know people do different things some people like wholesale some people flip some people like you know purchase a property and rent it out like which what, what was the first thing that you did the first the first uh i bought a house in detroit and it was uh it was about 17 grand it was the end up and the uh, income was about 650 dollars a month so this is my first this was my first real estate investment because i've been i've been investing into stocks and crypto mm -hmm. before that but this is my first real estate investment so I'm like, all right, I'm just we just gonna see how this works. 
So we, we uh, my girl, she found the property. Though. Once again, this, my girl, she kind of set up the whole play, bro. And she just mm. came to me like, this is what it is. You, you want to make the move? I'm like, bet. So she came to me with the play. She talking about how, saying how much money it's going to make us, about 16 grand. But instead of using money that we saved, we went out for so for properties that cheap, you can't get out a mortgage loan. You got to get like a, a personal loan. So we took out a personal loan. I think we took out personal personal loan. So, so just to just to clarify, so what is the cap for you know where you can start? Well, not cap, but where is the mortgage loan allowed? Uh, it's man, I, I might be wrong on this, but I think it's it's either twenty five thousand or thirty thousand. Okay. It's one. It's one of those. I can't remember what it is, but once it, if it's below that, you can't take out a mortgage loan. Okay. Yeah, they they really don't do mortgage loans for houses that cheap. So yeah, so uh, with our situation, we took out we took out a personal loan for like fourteen thousand. So we just put three out of our pocket, and we got the property. And then the the loan, mortgage loan, the personal loan is only like three hundred some dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Like I said the tenant paying six fifty. So. You know what I'm saying? So she paying for the loan and she paying us. So to me, it was really like a, it was really like a no brainer. And then it was like a can't lose situation for real. Cause it was like, all right, worst case scenario, this property value is never going to go to zero dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, you know, Cause it's already a cheap property. And if it was to ever just go to zero, I'm cool with losing that because it's not, it's only $17,000. It's not a huge investment. But I'm like, the pros, though, is the value can increase. Like, the value already increased. The value can increase, and we just keep making money on it. And you saved your, a lot of your money. I saved, and I saved my money. Yep. Yeah. So, so what, what they call that is what? It's old OPM, correct? Yeah, other people money, yep. Other people money. That's Listen, man, I have a, uh, my grandfather and my uncle, they've been real successful in real estate. And that's one thing that they always preach to me yeah. is, you know, you want to get ahead, you want to be in business, a good thing to do is to use other people's money. And that's something I took from you guys because I, I have a certain amount of capital right now and I was ready to just, hey, go in, but uh, a consultation call with you guys was like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> nah, uh, and, and that was and that was some amazing advice and I appreciate y'all for that. Definitely, bro, definitely. We tell people all the time, like, keep your money. Like, we, like, we, like I tell people all the time, don't save to put it down in the house. Just save for the emergencies and keep that mm-hmm. just for make more plays do extra plays with it but if you can use other people's capital do that every single time bro but just don't make sure at the same time you're not over leveraging yourself but you just use so much other people's capital but if things go bad like in a pandemic you like, gotta owe that right right you gotta, <laughs> that's the that's the thing people gotta watch out for because you got people that are overdo that take out so much capital where they know they can't afford it at the worst case scenario Mm. So the first deal, you know, you would say went pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just been real good. <laughs> so how how soon did you get your second uh, property? My second property came. It probably came four months, four or five months later. Mm. Yep, and that deal was a deal where I partnered up with some people on, and we just we bought two houses that time. I put up. I, I think it was it was it was twenty thousand total because the two houses both needed to be rehabbed. Mm-hmm. So it was twenty thousand total. The guy he was it wasn't on the market. This is a random guy we just met. He's like, yeah, I got two cribs. He showed us the cribs, and we just made an offer right there. Literally signed the contracts on the on the car car uh the car hood. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then after that, I bought my next property. Like a couple months after that, I bought another one. 
I partnered up with another guy, and this property we bought, this property was eighteen thousand, and the the rent is eight hundred dollars, and it's our. Right, we bought this last year. It's our. Right, it's worth. We got appraised for forty because we put uh we put like four or five thousand into it, and we still collecting the rent. So we could either, like like we could either sell it, take our twenty twenty k profit, or just keep take, taking that eight hundred dollars a month. I love it, man. And I know one thing that um in the call I had with you guys stressing though, just the numbers gotta be right. Yeah, they gotta be right. The numbers is important. The numbers, the numbers is everything, bro. The numbers I tell people all the time, if the numbers ain't right, don't do it. But you got like what well people do a lot of times is like somebody people will be so so thirsty to get into the real estate where it's like, all right, even if the deal is like they kinda you kinda you got a sense like this ain't the best deal. These numbers really don't make sense, but they be so thirsty just to be a homeowner. It's like, all right, cool, let's just get it. And later on down the line, it's like, damn, I should never bought this property. So them those those numbers all those numbers always gotta make sense. That's just business, no matter what it's really yeah. whatever it is. And this, that's that's definitely like a, a big difference between what you know what you specialize in and what I specialize in. Because your numbers are so much bigger than ours, is that you can kind of take a chance and learn a lot with a with a first machine, things like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? But <laughs> with a real estate property, that, that's a that's that's something. You know, I, I might spend twelve hundred dollars total to you start with one vending machine, and and even if I make a hundred and two hundred dollars a month, like that's that's okay when you balance out how much I probably spend for the year. You know, just to learn. You know, learn the maintenance and learn different things. But when you talk about you know what you guys do, it's 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 a little more, you know, like you said, people over leverage, just a lot more to it to where it's like, don't just be thirsty to jump on it. Right. Cause you, that's, that's real, bro. I'm glad you said that. Cause a lot of times people will save up a lot just to get that first property. And then when they get it and they go bad, it's like that sour taste and they mouth with real estate and they never want to do real estate again. And it's like, bro, real estate, cause real estate not bad. It's just that you was in a bad deal, bro. Like, like I see that a lot. People are like, no, nah, I ain't. I don't never want to be buy another house again. I don't, I'm good on being a real estate investor. Like I hate it, like, but that was just a bad situation you was in at the time. So when you when you go through like you know when you was starting out or you know your first few, did you do a lot of the stuff with just you and your you know with with your woman, or did you have somebody who was able to kind of like give you advice or walk you through some deals and things like that? No, bro, like, when we started out, it was just me and my girl, like, doing the research, and, like, we reached, like, because we just didn't go into it. We was obviously, like, saving up capital, and we was researching for a long time before we was, like, completely comfortable with just taking a step and doing it. So, but we didn't have anybody, like, in our ear, like, tutoring us or mentoring us. I just started meeting people until after we started buying the properties, like, meeting different people that was giving me game. I was like, yeah, okay, that's dope. Yeah, beforehand... Yeah, we didn't really like know. Like, I have my my older brother and my sister in law. They're realtors, but they're not investors, so they couldn't. They didn't uh, wasn't able to give me like a lot of their investor games. So they gave me some. They gave me some game though. But like on the investor, it's different from being a realtor and a real estate investor. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I never. I thought about being a real estate investor, but I never really thought about. Actually, scrapped that. I thought about being a landlord and not an investor. I yeah. never even thought about investing in different cities and states until coming in contact with you. So I'm yeah. like, that, that's amazing, you know? And I've, I've been around, you know, the real estate business for a little while because of my, you know, my grandparents, my uncle right. was successful, but they're landlords, you know, they never did investing. So when I brought it up to them, 
they were like, oh, yeah, that's how you really, that's that's how the big boys do it. I'm like, oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah, so that's 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 definitely dope, man. And you, you know, going through it yourself is important because uh, everybody, one thing everybody should learn is that everybody does it differently. Yep. You know, there's no one size fits all. Like, your story is amazing, but it's also show hard work. Because you said you did a lot of, I did a lot of research by yourself. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Because I, I knew, like, if I do this, I'm not just going, like, going to take someone's word and, like, just have them tell me what to do and do it. Because I know that's how you end up in, like, bad situations. Like, obviously, you want somebody to give you information, but you still need to be willing to do the research on yourself. Like, even when we talk to our clients, like we tell them, like, all right, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to uh, tell you all this, but I still want you to go look for yourself. And just don't take my word, go look for yourself. You can find this stuff out on your own. You know what I mean? That's just a, that's just how everybody should be when it comes to being, like, a learner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, be willing to get game from people, but still be able to, like, the it's like a military thing. They always say, uh, trust but verify. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, trust what someone says, but verify for yourself as well. Then actually take the step and experience it. Then you really know. Then, like, okay, this is what it is. So what, you know, because we all, you know, as in business, you know, everybody has a lot, you know, you, have, you might experience great success, but there might be a time where some negative thing, where things don't work out the way you initially wanted to. Has that moment happened to you yet? Mm, no, nah, not, not when it comes to real estate, it hasn't. Not real estate yet. Well, other things that have, like, like uh, I'm trying to think. I know, I, I, what did I invest in? I invested in something. That it, oh, Snapchat. I invested in Snapchat, and that kind of, it went like, I, I guess I invested too late, and this was like in 20, 2017, I want to say. Like, yeah, that that went bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the one app I, I have not ever used. Ever used? Yeah. I, that I don't, like, I used to use it, like, in 2016, but then, like, 2017, I stopped, I wasn't using it that much. But I don't know why I bought shares of it. I, I, I was tripping, bro. But yeah, I, that was the that was the one like as far as like business. That's probably like the one thing I regret with best, investing in Snapchat. And you and you attribute, you know, do you attribute you not having you know too many like you know things go wrong with your real estate business because of all the hard work and due diligence that you put into researching, learning about the property, checking with well, you know. You know, because you got contractors, you know, um, home inspectors, you know, different things like that. So doing all of your your work and research, you feel, has done the, um, has paid you back as far as not having, you know, anything go wrong, really. Hell yeah, that's that's definitely, that's definitely the answer, bro. Like, before doing the deal, analyzing everything so I know exactly what to expect and what's exactly what's going to happen when I get in the deal. So that's why I really haven't had any reverse for real estate. Like, we, we didn't have tenants where it does been, like, you know, bad, like, you know, not the best tenants, but mm-hmm. other than that, other than that, you know what I'm saying, making sure they still pay on time and taking care of the property, that's, I mean, I could deal with it. <laughs> and you don't, and you don't mind walking away from a deal if it exactly. just don't. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I can walk away from more deals than deals that I've done, bro. Like, most deals I walk away from. And sometimes they make sense, but it necessarily might not make sense for me and where I'm at and what I'm trying to do at the moment, if that, make, cool. if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I get deals that'll be like, man, this is a really good a good deal for somebody else. But, like, I'm not trying to do that right now. I want to use my capital or my resources for something else or might might be for something bigger. Yeah. 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 So how many how many properties do you have right now? Five. 
five properties. Are they all in one city or state? They're all they're all in Michigan. All in Michigan? They're all in Michigan. Yep. But, but you I was about to say we uh we about to start getting some in uh Cleveland. That's the next place we've been focusing mm, on. I heard Cleveland is good. Yeah, Cleveland got a good ass runner market, bro. <laughs> yeah, I look I ain't gonna lie, I look I I looked um there at the you know consultation with Parkside. I started looking, I'm like, oh this this Look really good, man. I, I might. <laughs> like I got a friend that just sent me a deal. He sent me a deal. Was this yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago, it was a duplex. It was like thirty-five thousand, and it was turnkey, so it was already ready for people to move into. And it was like it was like the rents on each side was like eight hundred bucks. Like, bro, that's sixteen hundred a month for a thirty-five thousand dollar duplex. That's a good ass deal. Yeah, and those properties, you know, what come to like the duplexes, are those the properties that typically don't appreciate too well? And the, you know, the upside of it is is just um, cash flow, or no, you know, do the duplexes appreciate as well? It all depends. Mm. Like with appreciation, all it all depends on location, what you done, what you done to it, as far as like fixing it up and stuff like that. But du duplexes definitely appreciate. Okay, and just to clarify, everybody, appreciation is just how much the house, you know. Can become worth, you know, the right increase in value. Mm -hmm. Wow, man. <laughs> that's 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 dope. And you in California got five properties in Michigan, so I I'm got, guessing. I, I was gonna say, I got, I got a mobile home in Cleveland. Mobile home in Cleveland. Yeah. So that's oh, that's 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 nice. I see mobile homes is something becoming real, real popular. Hey, mobile man. homes, where's that, bro? I got some, I got some friends in Chicago. They they mobile home lead investors, and they killing it, bro. Like they're killing it with the mobile homes because it's a compared to real estate, it's a low entry point. Like you know, what I mean, you could get a mobile home for five grand, throw a couple grand into it, rent it out, make five hundred, six hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Or you could just flip it. Like we, bro, the mobile home we got, we paid eighteen hundred dollars for it, bro. Wow. And you rent it out? <laughs> no, we uh, cause it need to be rehabbed. So we we uh gonna re the rehab like five grand, and then we gonna flip it for like twenty. But the thing is, one of my girlfriends, they want to get into it, so we might just sell it to them for like four or five thousand. That's dope. That's dope. I'm like, how, what, what was that? I was gonna ask, how easy is it? You know, just to get back to the the you know the housing and stuff like that. Is it? Well, I don't want to say how easy, but how 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 does it come about? Like getting the um. Man, what am I trying to say? It's very, very important. The oh man, the, the people that look after your property, property management. Property management. And I know that's very that's important in, in to your business. Bro, when it comes to investing, excuse me, when it comes to investing outside of where you live or outside of your state, that good property manager probably the most important thing, bro. Like they they either going they gonna either make you be like, man, okay, I actually like real estate a lot, or they're gonna make you say, man, I hate real estate. Cause my probably cause you know what I'm saying, you got no way of collecting your rent. If like me, I live in California, something's in Michigan, yeah, I got no way of, you know what I'm saying, getting that money. But a good property manager, they're gonna make sure everything's on the up and up. Like they literally like I remember for uh my first property, the first property manager I had was terrible, bro. Try to finesse me, try to, try to steal fifteen hundred dollars from me, bro. Like, and cause fifteen hundred, he tries fifteen hundred dollars, wow. and that's not that's not a lot of money, but still, the principal of it, like, bro, what, like, cause he, I, I guess in his mind, he knew we was in California, and he's all in Michigan, so he like, he probably in his mind was thinking, you know, what they gonna do, 
So I'm like, bro, so we, we went through like a two-week thing. I'm calling him every day. He playing tag, running around, picking up the phone, disguising his voice like it ain't him and stuff. Like, <laughs> like crazy stuff, bro. Like, like crazy, bro. I'm like, what is going on? But I, I know I know uh, a good amount of people in the area, so they fixed the situation for me. He paid me, and I just hired a new property manager. Everything been smooth, peaches since then. How many uh, – do you have one property manager for all your properties in Michigan? I got I got two property managers because uh, so one of them is a uh, friend is a close friend of mine. He started his company when I had the one with the bad the, the wild dude. I just like hired a friend because like I'm starting a property manager. I was like, all right, do you mind doing this for me? He was like, of course. I just started my company just to give me experience. So it was a win for both of us. Then the other property manager I got was a uh, woman that we met on some other deals we had. She got a property management com- company and she's been running it. And it's been she's been the owner game as well. Like. They gonna make they gonna make or break it, bro. Like they gonna and they usually charge for people that don't know. Probably managers usually charge anywhere from like five to ten percent of rent. So if you get like a thousand dollars of rent, they gonna either get like fifty or hundred. Okay, but it's well worth it. It's well. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> no stress, no nothing. You chilling, you know, bro. If you don't want your tenant to talk to you and you want them to talk to them about everything, is because if you don't get the property manager, it's gonna be a lot of stress involved. Because anytime something go wrong, they calling you. They're going to be, you know what I'm saying? And they're going to be, if it's stuff that go wrong a lot, they're going to be calling you all the damn time. <laughs> listen, I, I thought about, listen, I thought about house hacking, right? You know, living in one side of a property and renting out the other and, or the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, man, even then I would get a property manager. I don't even want them to know that I'm the owner. <laughs> I'm just a tenant. <laughs> Bro, we tell, I tell people, I t- we be telling our clients that they'd be wanting to house hack. I'm like, I ain't telling you to do this, but it's probably a good idea to still hire property managers just so they don't know that you own it. Because you want to have that peace of mind. You don't want them always coming to your door. Hey, tomorrow with the sink. Like, he's like, God damn. So just hire If they don't think you own it, they're going to show you, like, you're going to be really able to see, like, who they really are. Because they just think you the they, they average next door neighbor not knowing you own the property. So you'll be yeah. really a close look on, like, oh, okay, I know how this person is. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's funny because uh, with my vending machine business, uh, most times I don't tell them I'm the owner. I'm, I'm just here to stock because they get the same stuff or they might complain. Like, complain about stuff that ain't about nothing just because they know Cause they you own it. You know? <laughs> they might want to talk for 10, 20 minutes at a time. I'm like, man, I'm just here stocking, man. <laughs> hey, that's smart, though, bro. Because I swear, when people find out you're the owner of something, it's like, like you just said, they just come to you about anything. Like, yeah, really? it's like the criticism rises <laughs> up. A lot of things seem to heighten. Like, oh, what's the CEO? It's like an antenna goes off. I'm like, nah, I'm just, man, I just work for the guy, man. <laughs> it's best to go under the radar. That's real. Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, one thing that's very, very important in our community um, that's been talked about, you know, between, um, you know, entrepreneurs and those who are not entrepreneurs is – Financial literacy. Yep. And I know for I know in my you know me growing up, a lot of that wasn't spoken about. And I see a lot of pushback now when I see people who are entrepreneurs and who are talking about financial literacy. There's a, a section of people who don't want to hear it. They think they're putting them down. But I want you as someone, like you said, who went from, you know, you went to the, the Air Force, you saved up your money, you invested in different stuff, and you're successful. How important is really learning financial literacy? Bro, it's, bro, it's everything, bro. It's every, like, I tell people, 
I tell people this all the time. I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, the country we live in, this America, this is a capitalist society. Like, money, whether you want to believe this or not, money is everything. Like, if you can't, if you ain't got no money, you can't, you can't eat. You can't get shelter, you know what I'm saying? You can't get no clothes for you. So you always, knowing that, you always got to understand money and understand the money game. So that financial that financial literacy game, you got to be, like, running toward, like, try, aiming towards that, like, trying to become financially literate. Because it's, like I said, it's everything. Like, if you, every most of us plan on having families. Like, we want to mm-hmm. take care of our families. We want to take care of our kids, put them in good schools. If something go bad, we want to be able to fix it. And that, you can't do that without money. So, because a lot of times, like, when I, I know me personally, when I talk about money, I'm not speaking on it from a material, a material thing, like, just getting a bunch of material stuff. I'm just speaking on it from, a, like, a options and being able to have time freedom aspect. Like, that's what it's about. Like, to wake up and be like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to go to work today, so I'm not. Not being like, I have, I don't want to go and I have to go. Like, that's what finance, like, having that financial freedom, that's what it's going to do for you. If you still got your job, you can wake up and say, you know what, I don't feel like going today. I'm not going to go. If they, if they fire me, I got bread saying I'm good. But I know they probably, because most likely they're not going to fire you, but you can still just take that time off if you wanted to. That's what it's about. Not like like buying cars and a nice house. That's like a byproduct of it, and that's cool. But it's really about having that options. And when things, if things go south, you could protect yourself or do things like that. That's why it's so important for people to understand. And I feel yeah, like they don't care that much because they just look at it from a material aspect. They might say, oh, well, no, I don't care. What am I going to do with Ferrari? I don't care about Ferrari. I don't care about a mansion. But it's like, okay, if your, if your, if your kid has something, had like a disease or some kind of illness and it, it costs X amount of dollars, like then what? You don't care about that either? You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> That's real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, because I, you know, I was one of those people three years ago talking about, man, I don't really care about money. If I make yeah. $35, $40, I'll be fine. Until, you know, a conversation with my grandfather was like, man, you don't want money. You want options. And guess how you're going to get more options? It's to make more money. And I, ever since I looked at it from that aspect, that's I started to make more because I'm like, that's, that became my focus. Like, man... Some days I don't want to get up and go to work. <laughs> Some days I want to spend more time with my kids. Exactly. Some days, you know, sometimes I don't want to have to ask my, you know, my boss, is it okay if I go visit my mom back at home for, for the weekend, you know, and not have them say no, you can't. Because not just, not even because I need to be there, just because, because that happens too. So right. it's like, yeah, that's, that's, you want to create those options. Don't, you don't even have to set a numerical number. Right. Just, I just want to work to have the finances to be able to do some of the things I want to do when I want to do it. Because you know, like, people, you know when you're financially stable because you know what your expenses are and you know how mm-hmm. much money you got. So you know, like, damn, if things are, I'll be able to have, you know what I'm saying, be good for X amount of time. Like, damn, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm doing pretty well for myself. So it's, like you said, it's not no numerical number. It all depends on the way you live, what your expenses is, you know what I'm saying? Because people can have $100,000 in expenses a month, and you might see $500,000 in their account and be like, man, he he got bread. But if he went without money for five months, <laughs> he paid back to zero. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's it's real. Not, right. It's not, a, it's not a numerical number. It's all on based on how much it costs for you to live, that, that lifestyle you got. Mm, that's, that's, that's real. That's real. So, 
how has how has the the pandemic affected you and, and you know the things that you have going on? Oh man, the pandemic. It's like to be honest, bro. It really like uh, like I I try not to say that too much because I know so many people going through like oh, <laughs> I know what you gonna say. I don't want to say. I don't want to seem like braggadocious or like you know what I'm saying like. It, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's been, bro, the pandemic, it's been great for me, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Same here. So I, I try not to speak on it too much. <laughs> you know, it's like, I ain't like, because we are, we, we still been making money. Then on the flip side of that, we haven't been spending anything because we ain't been going nowhere. <laughs> Yo, I think that's the thing that for twofold for me is like, on one end, it's like, even if I make a little bit less, it's like I'm making more because I'm not spending much. And then, I had, like, I had a personal goal of saving this amount of money this time. I've exceeded because I don't spend it on much, and I realized how much stupid stuff I was paying for. Bro, that's right, bro. I was, I, man, this whole thing made me realize how much I be eating out and how much I've been spending on, like, random stuff. It was like, damn, because I'm like, these past two months, Bro, I'm literally, like, we literally, we ain't been buying nothing, bro. We've been buying groceries. Mm-hmm. We, that's it. Groceries. Yo. And <laughs> <laughs> groceries and meals. And it's like, damn, I might, I might live like this for the rest of the year, no matter if this pandemic over or not. Yo, I don't know. You see me tweet. I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> it's been good to me. Like, <laughs> that's like, yo, it's like, yo, can I always, you know, go to the movies, bowling? I do a whole bunch of different stuff. And then it's like, now I'm not doing it. I'm like, man. Like, even if the movie thing didn't never come back, I'm like, man, if I was to pay $20 for a movie on TV, I'd probably save about $40, $50, just me at home watching it. Like, like you know, yeah, so that's, that's a real, bro. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy that this pandemic, it's a pandemic for me to realize that, like, bro, I, I, ain't, I really ain't got to spend no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just obviously, like, chilling at the crib, it can get boring after a while, but. Like, I always tell people, you could do stuff in, like, spurts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I tell people all the time, like, if you want to get your bread right, like, you ain't got to be born all the time. Just go, like, three months with chilling, not doing nothing. And then, you okay, have you a couple weekends, but you kicking it after that. Then go right back to three months. After a while, you're going you gonna to have some bread. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people that all the time, bro, because they think, people see it as, like, man, if, if I got to get my money right, I got to be chilling that long. I ain't trying to be chilling. It's like, bro, you can just do it. Like, do it as first, bro. Like, don't be rolling out all the time. Just sit down for a minute and just be grinding. Get stacking your bread. And then have you a weekend, two weekends, three weekends, or you enjoying life, then go right, go right back to that. Yeah, you got you to gotta have that little sacrifice. Like, I always tell the story by myself, you know, where I, I moved back in with my mom for six months to save, you know, to save some money, you know, and I eventually, you know, I took some of those principles when I moved on my own for like three months prior to me moving to Philly. So I saved a total of $10,000. And that was the money I used to get started in my business and took off. But like you said, in that spur, I just took that time. Like, all right, for these next six to eight months, I'm going to just save, grind and save. And then when I came here, I did a bunch of different fun stuff, but that spurt of, you know, staying in the crib, just saving, taking a step back to, to you know, take five steps forward was very important. Thanks, bro. And, like, most people not not willing to make their sacrifices because they, like, they, they really don't want to do it. But, I always, like, I always say, I'm like, bro, the time will go by anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do it or not, you're going to look up and you be like, damn, that was five months ago? 
Like, yeah, if you was do, if you was just stand down, you would be had way more money from these past five months. It's gonna, gonna fly by. It's gonna fly by anyway. Yeah, so it's like if, if five months gonna pass, I might as well have some money while it passes. Facts, bro. <laughs> some people with the all day. It's like it's really like all about perspective, and like I like I realize that like a lot of times people don't understand stuff, but they don't grasp it because they really ain't like been told or or heard the right perspective yet. Because mm-hmm. you know, I said was to make them be like, oh damn, like just how we talked about the money thing, where like if you just think money in re- in relation to material things all the time, you might not really appreciate or value it like that. But then when you start relating it to your perspective on time and having options and stuff like that. You might be like, damn, money do mean something to me. I'm tripping. Let me get on my stuff. Nah, for real, man. So like that leads me into my next question. How important is it for you to, you know, to give back this, you know, information and knowledge and stuff like that? Uh, how important is it for you to help the next Xavier Miller, you know? Yeah, it's, it's extremely important to me just because, like, I know how it is, like, coming up, like, being misguided. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to relationships or money or just anything, it's so easy, especially right now, where all the BS with social like shit in abundance, it's so easy to be like, especially when you're young and impressionable, you 16, 17, and you super impressionable, it's so easy to see the wrong information and take it and actually believe it. And then not to years later, to your detriment that you realize it was some BS. So with me, it's like it's like I don't even like I don't even know if it's like intentional with me because it's just like natural with me to just like I always been that person like if I get some information like ever since I was a kid if I got something and you come to me and ask me I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna be like yeah. this this you should do this or yeah, here you go right I, I, I always been that person so it's like super natural to me and like being from Chicago once again I know how like I know how like. My situation is like a lot of people is similar to a lot of other people's stuff. So if I could just give you whatever this little information I know, I, it could be life changing for some people. Yeah, and then they can use that <laughs> and tell someone else they can change their life and so Thanks. forth. They start that new cycle. Facts, bro. Because it, it's I always say like it's super the corniest thing to me is people that got information or got knowledge or resources, but they just keep it to themselves. Like they don't really, they don't really say much. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro. You, that's like super selfish to me. Like you, yeah. know you can't you can't die with it. You know what I'm saying? You can't take all this information and resources with you. You need to be willing to like you know what I'm saying give it to help help your people. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> most at the end of the day, most if you if you being selfish anyway, it shouldn't matter. Because at the end of the day, most not gonna listen anyway. It's only gonna be a small. <laughs> yeah, listen. That's like that's the unfortunate truth too, man. Exactly. That's an unfortunate. <laughs> it's only gonna be a small percentage that's gonna take what you said and apply it to their life. It's probably gonna be like two percent of people. The most, the rest probably just gonna be like, yeah, that's dope. That's, but it's gonna be a very small percentage of people that actually take it and like implement it and do it themselves. I agree, man. Yo, listen, it was a pleasure having this. Chance to have you on the opposite side, um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you know, just to say, you know, my podcast interview that I did with you uh, was one of my best ones. You know, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it brought a lot of people to me. <laughs> to this day, people still say, "Hey, man, I heard you on the Millionaire Mindset podcast, and I love your story and stuff like that." Like to this day, we did that like what, three, four months ago, maybe. Yeah, like three, four months ago, bro. And people still hit me up to this day, so I'll, you know, I'm happy to be able to, you know, extend my invitation for you to come on here. Um, that's love, bro, for real. Yo, man, you're a great dude, man. Like I said, I always tell you when I get a chance, yo, you inspire me. 
I would never, because people sometimes have a, they don't ever want to show too much love because they don't want to see like they, 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 you know, they riding or they, you know, anything like, ah, man, I'm giving somebody their flowers because um, you inspire me. You know, you have an impact on my life even without you trying. Just me seeing you doing what you're doing, how, you know, you're successful, you're young, you know, what you're doing with your woman, it's like motivational. So if I can show you some love, man, I, you know, I'm going to do it. I want us to be able to do that, man. Like, yo, this dude doing good. I want to show them some love, you know, and make that the norm. That's the, it should be the norm, bro. That's that's so real. Like, and, and salute to you for uh, just being that honorable person like that. Because like you said, most most people, especially when they come to men, like I realize women, they show each other love way more. Man. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know what it is, but they show each other love. And men, it's more like we kind of shy away from that because we don't want to seem like we dig around or some, some weird yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? The men always got to have leverage. Yeah, it's like, no, <laughs> Like, like, I'm just, I, I've never been that way either. Like, somebody doing dope, I'm bigging them up to anybody. If somebody, like, to this day, if somebody could hit me, they could hit, hit me, come to me and be like, hey, man, I'm trying to get in the vending machine, go holler at Marcus. I do this shit all the time, go holler at Marcus. They come to me about some overhauls, go holler at this person. Like, you know, that's what they do. I'm not, I'm not the type of person, because you'll get some people and be like, they'll try to, like, I've been, I've been witness this. People will go to people for certain things, and you knowing that's not what you do, but you will try to get them the information and take so-and-so information so you can get some bread. Like, bro, that's the corniest shit in the world to me. Like, live, live, that to, live that to the person that you know, you know what I'm saying? And you know they solid. Like, just live that to that person. Don't be like that. And what you been, bro, this, the same feelings you said, the feeling is mutual for me and my girl, but we definitely salute what you're doing. It's super dope. Like, that alternative, like, uh, like we look at um, vending machine as like an alternative route. Like, I ain't know, I didn't really know about that shit till I seen you talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for straight facts, I didn't, I know, I ain't know people did that, bro. So when, when I see you doing it, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, people need to hear about this because that's another low entry point where you could get some bread. So you just putting that information out there is super valuable, and you might not even realize it because you're doing it every single day. You ain't thinking of it, but you, it's yeah. super valuable, bro. And that's real, man. Like, even when, when everything kind of blew up for me, like, every, you know, when everybody started following me, I was just talking to people. Everybody asking me questions. I'm answering them. I didn't know I was giving away free game. I didn't know I was dropping knowledge. I was just talking to people who asked me a question because I'm not above that. I'm not above showing love. I'm not above exactly. helping out, you know. So um, I didn't realize until I sat back, like, wait, man, like, this was something? Because <laughs> I'm just being myself, you know? Um, and that's, even though like, everybody know me as the vending machine guy, I never try to lead with that because um, I'm just somebody that own it, you know? Like, you right. know, I'm just like you. You can do what I do. Right. I, you know, I'm no guru, no master. This is just what right. I did. Right. Exactly. Um, you want to learn how to do it, this is how you do it. Um, so um, I'm not above showing people love. I'm not above helping people out. I something I see with you, too. That's why... I, like I said, you inspired me, and I'm just happy to have you on my, you know, on my, on my new podcast, man. I'm happy Hopefully to be on. I'm happy to be on here for real, man. Like I always tell people, just talking about podcasts, it's a, it's, a, it's a misconception what people think is like more difficult than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm always talking to people like, if you got a, if you got a voice and you got a perspective on things, especially like speaking to the audience that we speaking to, and they need to hear these things and these stories. It's like definitely, definitely think about doing it, and I'm glad you did it too, bro. You like you actually took the step and you did it, so that's like I wasn't going to, man. But I'm like, you know what? If 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 five people listen to it, man, I might change five lives, man. That's why that's how I looked at it. Like I might change five lives, and those five people might change somebody else, you know. And that's like I don't don't care how much it reaches. 
I just wanted to reach somebody. That's all that matters. Um, so now we're on podcast, man. Plug in yours, man, because it's amazing. Yeah. All right. For everybody, appreciate that, bro. And for everybody listening, my podcast is called the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. It's available on Apple, Spotify, all streaming services. It's available. And uh, we talk about pretty much similar, similar conversations and topics like we did. We talked about real estate. I have Marcus on. talked about vending machines. We talked about personal growth, money, money moves, and all, all similar stuff to that. Yo, you gotta let them know how many downloads your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we we hit we hit uh four hundred thousand downloads last week. Four hundred thousand dollars. Yo, congratulations to you, man. It's well deserved. It's well deserved. This is one of the best podcasts out, if not the best. Check it out. Where can they find you at? You know your socials. I'm on Instagram, Twitter at uh, Xavier C Miller. Yep. All right, man. So you guys heard from the great Xavier Miller. Um. Yep. We're going to be connecting. I hope we can yep. do something in the future, the near future. Um, yep. Y'all, listen, please look out for this brother, man, because he's doing big things. Um, if you want to plug in your woman, her too, because she's... Hey, my girl, her name is uh, Deanna Kent. She on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's D-E-A-N-N-A Kent. And also, if you're interested in uh, buying an investment property or, you, or you're thinking about buying an investment property or whatever, you can hit up Park Hill Capital. And that's on Instagram. And you can also go to parkhillconsultantservices.com and schedule an appointment so we could go and get you right. Yep. And as you guys heard throughout the podcast, man, I've, I've, I've had a consultation with them. They shifted my whole mindset about what I'm going to do with the real estate business. So I vouch for it. Uh, it's definitely helpful, man. So please make sure you guys give them a lookout. Um, and that'll be for today's episode, man. Appreciate you, dog. All right. Without a doubt, man. I look forward to talking to you, bro. I'll talk to you soon, bro. And thank you for doing this again, man. I really appreciate it, for real. For real, love. The feeling is mutual, for sure, bro. I got you. I'm going to holler at you. All right.